Hello, hello, and welcome back to another Mama's Partnering with God podcast episode. Um, I'm super excited that you decided to join me again this week as we are going to be finally (laughs) talking about block scheduling and specifically um, helping you to find the time to do the things that you want to do that are important to you and a priority um, so that you can actually do it because that's what's most important and (laughs) I feel like I'm just going to say important all day today. But Um, I am super excited to talk about this topic because I love my block schedule. I love (laughs) my system and I'm looking around my desk. I was about to grab my planner so I could just walk you through my own specific things. And I guess we're going to have to go off the top of my brain because I don't have my planner sitting in front of me, but (laughs) that's okay. I've got it down pat. I think at least for now until the baby comes, right? Then things are going to change drastically. (laughs) All right. So with that being said, today's episode is going to have a good amount of tactical, um, helping you figure out exactly what you need to do. So I would grab a pen and paper so that you can make your list and hopefully create your own block system that works for you. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Mama's Partnering with God podcast. I am your host, Molly Bunnell, mom, wife, and Jesus lover. And this is where we tackle life struggles with the help and guidance from God. In this podcast, you will find God-led solutions through partnering with God in your life. My mission is to equip you with the tools that will bring you closer to God, allowing you to find faith, hope, and peace so that you can tackle marriage, motherhood, and finances with ease. It can be so easy to let the world run your life, but what do you get from that? Pain, heartache, struggle? But with God as your solution and creating a God-led lifestyle, hope, joy, and peace are just knocking at your door. So, if you're ready to finally team up with God, doing things in His strength instead of your own, you better turn that Mickey Mouse on for your kids and plug in those headphones, Mama, so we can go partner with God. Today's episode is super exciting to me, mostly because I was the fly by the seat of your pants kind of girl, and I loved it. Like, there was no struggle, no stress behind it. If I wanted to do something, I could. I didn't have a whole bunch of plans planned out before me. But as I became a mom and as life started happening, I realized that that really wasn't working for me anymore just because of the fact that it was no longer just my husband and I. We were juggling then my daughter's things that needed to be done as well and I mean sometimes I would drop the ball with the flying by the seat of my pants system (laughs) and that doesn't mean though that the block schedule that you create has to be so rigid and time time sensitive to everything that it is that you have to do. I know when I first started creating my block schedule, it was before I learned that it was even a thing. (laughs) I was creating my own system that worked for me. And 
I just, I tried to do like a literal time sensitive schedule and I'd be like, okay, so in 15 minutes I do this and 15 minutes I do this and then I do this and in an hour I do this and I give myself this much time to do this and I just, it stressed me out. Like the thought of having a legit time sensitive schedule where everything had an exact time planned out to it stressed me out. Like I could not do it. I could not track it. I could not keep up with it. And then I realized that that wasn't the right kind of system to even focus on. It wasn't helping me get the things that needed to be done. It was just giving me so much structure and so much like, I don't know, I kind of felt caged in that system. And I know that if you're not a person who likes to have schedules and routines, that I'm sure that's probably what it feels like to you as well, because it just feels like you're blockaded in and you can only do this and that's the way it is. But this block scheduling system or time blocking system, however you want to call it, um, it does so much more. It gives you freedom. It gives you the time that you say you don't have and it helps you to define your own day. Like a lot of people will try to copy other systems, other schedules, because they think that that's working for somebody else. So it's going to work for me, but that's not the case. Everyone is different. So you should focus on figuring out a system and a schedule that works best for you. And there's nothing wrong with being different. And that's why I want to help walk you through this time blocking schedule or block scheduling. (laughs) I feel like I'm just going to rotate those two back and forth. But that's why I want to talk to you about it so that you understand that it's your way of finding the time to do the things that are important to you. It is not so set in stone like the schedule that I tried to create at the beginning of this journey but it does give you a little bit of structure so that your to-do list that you have to do actually gets completed. You don't forget to pay a bill because you have it written in your planner or on your calendar. Um, You don't forget to call the bank or to make a doctor's appointment because you have it in the allotted time that you have it scheduled. And then When it comes to your priorities, which I will dive into that later, but the priorities that God has for you and your foundational needs that we talked about in a previous episode, you can just plug those in. Like you don't have to go, oh my gosh, when am I going to find time to do this? It just flows. Everything goes together. Like it gives you a sense of release, like Most people might think that a schedule makes you feel more stressed, which the schedule that I tried to figure out how to do at the very beginning of this journey, like I said, it did because it was hour by hour by 15 minutes by 30 minutes. And yeah, no, that's not fun. I don't suggest doing that kind of schedule. But (laughs) this one that I am about to explain to you 
is going to just give you that release and give you that freedom to get everything that it is that you want to do. And it's also going to help you get rid of things that you actually don't want or need to do. So with that being said, um, today's episode is actually going to have, let's see here, five steps to um, this time blocking definition, not definition, this pl- <laughs> to setting up your own time blocking schedule or block schedule. <laughs> um, and then I have a bonus step at the end of it as well. So let's start with the, my, I should say my definition of what time blocking is. So to me, time blocking is a way that allows you to separate out your tasks into areas of your day or week, depending on if it's a daily task or a weekly task, that allows you to think about the same thing. So instead of going, well, I need to do this for work, but I need to do this for my house, and then I need to do this for my baby and this for my husband. Like, you can separate out all those tasks and just think about one specific category, and it takes the brain fatigue, the brain fatigue, it takes the decision fatigue away. (laughs) Apparently, I got a little brain fatigue right now because that's where my brain's going. Um, But it takes away the decision fatigue and the fact that you can just focus on one area and then move on to the next once you get it finished. It's kind of, it just makes things so much easier. So it also gives you flexibility so you can still fly by the seat of your pants with structure. So it's not so flexible that you're having to think about a bajillion things all at once. And it's not so flexible that you can't actually get things done or you can't um, think about going out and hanging out with friends because you have all this other stuff that you feel like you need to get done. Instead, it gives you structure to get that certain stuff, whatever it is, done and then still have the freedom to go out and do whatever it is that you want to do. So (laughs) it's actually extremely helpful. And I really hope and pray that this opens your eyes to maybe a new way of doing things so that you aren't so stressed out. You're able to get the things on your to-do list done and still have the freedom and flexibility that you desire to have to go about your day. So Um, that's what my definition is. Um, I do want to say that a couple other good resources about time blocking or block scheduling are um, two amazing women that I listen to. Jordan Page, she is a YouTuber, and then Chelsea Jo Moore is a podcaster, and they both have really good time blocking um definitions and ideas. Theirs are different to mine. They tell you how to go about it differently, but similarly at the same time. So if something that I'm suggesting doesn't make sense, definitely go check them out and maybe you can understand it a little bit better than the way that I explain it. So with that being said, let's jump into step number one on how to create your own time blocking system.
Okay, so the first thing that I want you to do is to write out a list of your regular daily and weekly tasks. So you need to figure out, do you do a cleaning routine every single week? Like for instance, I vacuum every week. I would like to do it longer <laughs> or have a longer break in between there, but I've got so many flies in my house that that's impossible. We're, we're planning on getting that fixed this summer. But as of right now, I've got a lot of flies in my house and they just need vacuumed up all the time. I only go a week <laughs> in between vacuuming. Um, then there's laundry, um, sweeping maybe the kitchen floor. I don't know if you want to do that on a daily basis because you get food on the floor or if you do that weekly too it's all totally whatever you do um i know on a bi-weekly basis that's when i usually do my budgeting and money stuff i pay my bills for that bi-weekly time frame <laughs> if that makes sense um so you just need to write down what you do on a regular, daily, weekly, bi-weekly, maybe even monthly time frame so that you actually remember to do it. I know I would like to eventually add in some deep cleaning, so I'm not just doing my daily um, cleaning, like tidying cleaning. So even though my house looks tidy and it looks nice because I pick up after my daughter and I pick up after myself as I switch from task to task, it keeps me sane since I'm at home all the time. I would go insane if I had a messy house. But I mean, my definition of messy and your definition of messy are probably totally different because I don't like things so spotless that they seem untouchable, like you feel like you can't make a mess and with children that's going to happen, but at the same time, I want it clean enough that I'm not going to be tripping over toys all the time or getting frustrated because in my brain I'm going, oh my gosh, I cannot focus on anything right now because there's just a mess in my house. <laughs> So even though I have my daily tidying tasks, I would like to add in some deep cleaning tasks. However, when I decided I was going to start doing that, I was a little too far along in my pregnancy to be able to have the energy to go along and start doing that because it was in my third trimester and I'm like, I tried it out one day and then I'm going oh my goodness, I do not have the energy for this today. <laughs> it was so bad. I was so sore. I couldn't even go to sleep that night. So anyways, I'm getting a little off topic. <laughs> um, but you just need to write out a list of what you do on a daily, weekly basis. And you need to figure out like your recurring themes in that area so that you can put them together in that one specific time block instead of trying to do it just whenever you have time throughout your day. You can just say, okay, this is a day, this is a time for these tasks. I'm gonna tackle these tasks and if I get them done, great. If I don't, then I will put them in the time block again for the next week or the next day or the next month and make a note that I didn't reach that and do that first. That's 
a way to still get it done, but with less stress and overwhelm. Um, and then you also need to go through those tasks and purge out or edit or delete or declutter, whatever word you want to use, the unnecessary things that you don't actually need or want to do, but you do it because your friend says that it's something that needs to be done, but you don't care about it at this time. So why should you be focusing on it? Why should you be spending your precious time and energy on something that you don't want to do? You should definitely be focusing on the things that are important to you and not important to others. Um, so definitely do that first so that you know the areas and the tasks that you need to and want to do. Maybe it's exercising or maybe it's not. Like it it's okay if you don't want to exercise. <laughs> it's there's nothing that anybody can say about that. Maybe you just don't have time and it's not a priority to you right now. You've got other things that are going on that are more important and you need to focus on them. Then do it. It's life. It's your life. It's your decision. You do it the way you want to do it. Okay, so step number two, you need to look at your non-negotiables. So what I mean by non-negotiables are the things in your day that you do every single day that cannot not happen. <laughs> Let me repeat that. The things that you do every day that have to happen, like they cannot not happen. Things like your sleep, things like eating, things like your job or maybe your stay-at-home job, whatever it is, those things have to be done and they are non-negotiables. So when I talk about sleep, that is that should be like the first and foremost thing that you focus on. The time you get up, the time you go to bed, the time your kids take a nap, if there's more than one nap, if you need to take a nap, <laughs> definitely add those things in there so that you can structure your day the way it is. So for instance, when I first started figuring out this schedule, I would wake up or try to wake up at five o'clock because then my daughter would be up at six because I like to have a little bit of time to myself in the morning to do a morning routine or just to have time to myself before the rowdiness and busyness of the day comes in. That is my children, my children, my child. I only have one right now. <laughs> Actually, when you're listening to this, I will have two. But when I'm talking about the schedule, I only had one. So I would try to get up at five and then she would get up at six. And from there we would have a midday nap, which was usually about nine to 10, somewhere in there. And then we would have um, lunch and then she'd have an afternoon nap that was usually from like three to four. I'm sure it was more hours than that. And at a time, I just am a little rusty on the newborn stage. <laughs> or at least when I'm recording this, I am. I'm sure I'm getting right back into it with this little one that's here, but not here. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you get what I'm saying. Um, but sleep should definitely be a focus. So, and then the time that you go to bed, the time you put your kid to bed, whether or not you want, and I suggest it's not going to be the same for me. Like when I have my baby, I will be going to bed probably at the same time as the kids so that I know I can get enough sleep with my little one not sleeping through the night yet. But when they do start sleeping through the night, I do suggest at least that hour when the kids go to sleep in between when you go to sleep. But if that's not what works out, then that's not what works out because you need to be focusing on how much sleep you actually need. Like, do you need eight hours worth of sleep? Do you need seven hours worth of sleep? Do you need nine hours worth of sleep? I mean, it's totally up to you and you just need to like figure out what time you want to wake up and then backtrack to the time you need to go to sleep. So definitely do that first for your non-negotiables. Then if you're working a job, that definitely is a non-negotiable that has to go in there. Um, and then nap times and meals because you need to actually have those in there because <laughs> you don't want to forget those or otherwise you might get hungry or your children might get mad at you. But from there, you look at the amount of time that you have in between each of your non-negotiables and that's where you add in your reoccurring tasks or your themes, not the tasks themselves, but the themes. Um, and I'll get into that in a, a little deeper in a little bit because <laughs> I'm getting a little off topic. Um, step number three, after you've looked at and figured out what your non-negotiables are, you have them written down so that you know what times they're at. Um, you need to identify when you have the energy to do certain tasks, like the time of day that you normally do them. For me, I cannot clean in the afternoon. I do not have the energy to clean in the afternoon. So I have to clean in the morning. I've tried flip-flopping it. I would love to be able to work in the morning, get everything done in the morning and then the, in the afternoon, have the freedom to do whatever I want, go hang out with friends, do my cleaning, that kind of thing. But it just does not work that way. I do not have the energy, at least not right now in this season of life, to clean except for in the morning. <laughs> I've I just don't do it if I try to do it in the afternoon. Plus, my daughter takes a nap from 1230 to 2.30. So if I would clean in the afternoon, then that time while she's sleeping, I would lose because I wouldn't be able to do work, like focused work without having to stress whether she needs to be here or not. And Yes, this is all going to change as soon as this next little one gets here. And that's why I'm taking time off so I can figure out my new schedules and routines with not one, but two children and with not one nap time, but I'm sure three nap times. <laughs> so it's going to be a struggle a little bit at first, but we'll get it figured out eventually, right? <laughs> But that's the next thing you need to do is figure out when you have the energy to do your tasks. And also, I've always been somebody who enjoys to do my homework or 
less physical things than more mental things in the afternoon. So that just makes sense for me to work in the afternoon and to clean in the morning. It just makes sense. Maybe later on down the line, I can get it flip-flopped so that I can just get everything work-wise done in the morning and then have the rest of my day free to do whatever needs done otherwise. But <laughs> as of right now, this is the way it is. Okay, so then step number four is to identify time with your children and alone time. So what I mean is like time where you have focus time and it's just you or just you and your husband. So like nap times are generally your focus time and bedtimes are your focus time. That's why earlier when I was talking about sleep, I was saying to give yourself like an hour, maybe an hour and a half before your kids wake up or an hour, hour and a half um, after your kids go to bed so that you have time to focus on you and focus on your husband and focus on other things that need focus that can't be a distracted focus where you have to split your attention with your kids and whatever else that you need to do. So that's how you would split up those time blocks as well. And it's usually like a morning routine in the morning and an evening routine in the evening. And then like your work routine in the afternoon if you're working at home or your job because you're not going to have your kids around if you're working your job because they'll be at daycare or somewhere else not around you. <laughs> um but you definitely need to identify that time so that when you go to put in your categories or your reoccurring themes of whatever you want to call them, you can put them in a place where if it needs more focused time, it can be in those more focused time areas. Okay, so then we actually are at step five, talking about putting your categories in or your themes so that you actually can get your time blocks figured out. Yay! <laughs> You've got all this brain work done and now it's time to actually put it all together so that it works, right? Okay, so I suggest doing in between five to seven categories um, and arrange them based on what I said in the previous four steps. So like your non-negotiables, your already tasks that you're doing, um, where your energy is either the greatest or the weakest, and you can get the best work done, um, and then where your children are so you can have focused time. So for me, I have... Oh, these are lettered. I got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got six categories. And mine are broken down into, I have my morning block. So my morning block is usually where I have my morning routine. It's where I do um, my daughter's morning routine, like with her when I've got my morning routine when she's asleep and then the morning routine when she wakes up and we just get everything together. It also includes my breakfast routine 
And so that is usually from, let's see, I wake up at six. So it's from six to, um, nine. It's usually six to nine, I believe, depending on how early she decides to wake up. I hope she sleeps till eight o'clock, but sometimes it's seven, sometimes it's seven thirty. <laughs> the sweet spot is usually in between seven thirty and eight though. And then I'm able to get my morning routine completed, but <laughs> sometimes it's not that that's not the case. Um, but that's what my morning block consists of. Then I have an AM block, or I like to call it my homemaking block, because, um, well, it's a little bit more than just my homemaking block, but it's my block where I get my cleaning done, because like I said, that's when I do my best for my cleaning. Then I, um, put my errands in there. So like if I need to go run to the store or if I need to go to a doctor appointment, that's usually when I will put it in is in the morning because I'm not trying to work. I'm not trying to worry about nap times. It's just easiest to get it done right away in the morning. And then I can feel free to do whatever it is that I need to do otherwise afterwards. Um, sometimes it will include my lunch block, but I've kind of separated that out here lately into its own little block where I'm like cooking and spending time with my daughter and teaching her how to cook, even though we do really simple lunches around here. It's mostly like finger fruit, finger food or leftovers. Um, but that's also like when I pull out my meat for whatever it is that I'm going to cook today for supper, and which just made me realize I have not done that today. <laughs> Apparently, I have not been very good at looking at my calendar, right? <laughs> um, but anyways, that's like my homemaking block. It's like where I make the house feel like a home if I needed to run to the a store and get errand and get errands. If I needed to run to the store and get something or run errands or do a, an appointment of some sort, that's when I do that. Or um, if I set up a, what's it called? Hey, I'm trying to blink on what it's called. Um, a play date for my daughter. That's when I would do it. So, um, with that, that would be my midday routine or my homemaking block and then my midday block. And then I have an afternoon or a work block, which is usually when my daughter's sleeping. And then I work. And then halfway through that work block, she wakes up and I get her a snack. I take her to the bathroom. I put her in her little playroom so that she can play and do her own thing. And then I come back and I do the rest of my work that allows me to have distractions as she comes in and out and talks, which sometimes includes recording because I'm sure you've heard her talking to me multiple times. <laughs> sometimes I'm able to get it recorded before she wakes up. Sometimes I'm not. It just depends on the day. Um, and then I have an evening or family block, which consists of supper time. So whenever we start cooking, we try to do it together so that we spend time together. 
And then afterwards, we spend time together, either watching TV or playing or going outside. And then at the end of the day, we have our nighttime or bedtime block where my daughter is going to bed at 8.30. And then my husband and I do our nightly routine of showering and talking and all that kind of stuff. And then we go to bed. So those are my categories. It helps me to keep things organized and get activities done. And it, it's going to look different depending on your day, depending on your non-negotiables, on the energy that you have, on when you wake up and go to bed. Things are totally different for everyone and that is totally okay. And you need to be okay with that too because if you think that you can take the schedule that I've created and make it work for you. Maybe you can. Maybe your day is set up a lot like mine, but I know I have tried multiple different systems of this schedule (laughs) so that I could perfect it and get it right, but that's only for a short period of time because, like I said, it's going to be changing now that I have a second little one here and having to figure that out. And that's another thing is you have to be okay with it changing. You have to be okay with um, things not going 100% the way you planned it and allow God, like I said in a previous episode, to guide your steps, to um, tell you what hat you need to wear. I mean, yesterday I came up to my office to try to record and it just didn't have the energy and God was telling me that instead of focusing on work that it can get done later I should go and focus on my daughter because she's been super clingy here lately I feel like she knows that the baby's about here and that things are about to change 100% because she just wanted me to keep picking her up and I'm like honey I cannot pick you up right now so let's go sit on the couch (laughs) Um, okay. So that is how you set up your time blocking schedule. And I know I like to try to keep my episodes at 30 minutes and we're at 34 minutes. Um, but I want to keep this going because the bonus step that I have is actually very important in this. It kind of ties everything together and maybe I can do a longer episode on it because I'm just going to touch on it right now. But I want to open your eyes to the fact that now that you have this schedule for your daily, and maybe it's different on a daily basis, like there was one time where I did um, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, I worked, and then Tuesdays were cleaning and homemaking and all that kind of stuff and then Fridays were just like a rest day or a catch-up day or whatever it needed to be or do whatever I needed to do have like free time it it was nice and it worked out and it probably would have been better had I not been where I was in my pregnancy I just didn't have the energy to do all the cleaning in one day (laughs) it was not good at all um but By having this system created, you can then add your fundamental needs in that you've gotten from the biblical priorities that we identified, and I believe it was episode 12, where we talked about self-care tips, 
And it's so important to know what your priorities are and what's important to you and the fundamental needs that you need in order to feel loved and have a full cup and just be able to plug them into wherever they need to go. And maybe you have daily tasks for each of these areas and maybe you have weekly tasks for each of these areas and that's okay. But at least this gives you a structure as to where you need to add it in. For instance, um, my God time I do in the morning in my self-care routine, or not my self-care, in my morning routine. Um, with my husband, we try to get some focus time together when my daughter's napping on the weekends and do like a date night type thing, even though it's in the middle of the day, but that's when we really try to make each other feel loved. Um, my children, obviously, during those times when they're awake and it's best for me during my homemaking block because I'm making her feel loved and all of that kind of feeling. Um, and then I could just continue to go on and tell you about where all this stuff is. But like I said, I don't want to get too long in this episode. But it's really, really important that you have a way to know what it is that you need to do and when you can do it and the energy that you have to do it and the time that you have to do it. And it just gives you more freedom to actually be able to achieve the things that are important to you, that are priorities and are things that you need to feel loved and have a full cup to get throughout your day, week and month, <laughs> and then your entire year, you know, because things just continue to go as they should. Okay. So I'm going to stop there with that. If you would like to hear more about fundamental needs and adding them into your time blocking schedule, definitely jump over in the Facebook group and let me know so that I can do that for you. Otherwise, I would love to invite you to take just 30 seconds and leave a written review for me here on the podcast so that um, this can reach many other women like yourself and impact them and um, just help them the way that it's helping you because I hope that it, and pray that it's blessing you the way that it's blessing me. Oddly, <laughs> I find myself referring back to my episodes that I have created when I hear someone struggling. I'm like, oh my gosh, you should go listen to this. It would be great. Or when I give advice, I'm referring back to my episodes. I'm like, wow, this is actually helping me a lot more than <laughs> I thought it was. So if, if it's helping me the way it is and it's helping you the way it's helping you, then there are so many other mamas out there who could definitely use this help. So definitely take 30 seconds, go leave a written review so that it can get out into the world and reach other amazing mamas who need to hear these um, amazing, I want to call them stories, but advice and information that is coming from God so that they can be the best that they want to be and start partnering with God because that's what this episode or this podcast is all about. Okay. We are about to hit the 40 minute mark, so I am going to stop right here and 
Thank you guys for joining me today in another Mama's Partnering with God podcast. Hey mama, before you head out, if this episode has blessed you in any way, would you please go and leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach, bless, and impact many other mamas the way it has you. I also want to personally invite you to come and join me and many other like-minded mamas over in my free Facebook group. I would love to hear your thoughts, answer your questions, and keep this conversation going. Praying God continues to bless you. See you next time.